You can't just skip to trying to be more assertive without first clearing the obstacles that are in the way. Yes, it will require you to exit your comfort zone, but it will flow much more naturally if you start with your identity as a leader and your commitment to getting results versus if you just try to be more assertive without looking at your commitment level and how seriously you're taking yourself and your contributions. And you deserve to take yourself seriously. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the Art of Speaking Up podcast, I am so glad you found it. Welcome. It is good to meet you. I am Jess, and I am a New York Times featured podcast host. I am the creator of this show. I am a career coach for ambitious women who work in the corporate world and want to thrive as leaders and build really successful careers in the corporate space. And I do this work because I used to have a career in the corporate space and I was very successful and I was able to climb the ladder and reach that coveted executive status. But I really struggled a lot in my corporate career. I doubted myself. I wasn't using my voice. I had so much imposter syndrome And I had to do a lot of inner work, a lot of mindset work, a lot of risk-taking, a lot of really investing time and energy to grow my confidence so that I could thrive the way that I wanted to in my corporate career. And I started this podcast to help other women who are similar to the way I was, where I was very ambitious. I didn't want to settle for plateauing in my career. I wanted to lead. I wanted to rise up. I wanted to challenge myself. But I also had a lot of obstacles and insecurities and fears and anxieties that I had to overcome in order to make that happen. And I'm here to let you know that if you want to dream big and have a big, lucrative, exciting career in the corporate space where you rise up as a leader and you lead in a way that you're really proud of that's aligned with your values and you're a really inspirational role model for other women, if that's who you want to become and if that's what you want, it is attainable for you. Even if you struggle on some days, even if you have low days, even if you doubt yourself, even if sometimes it feels really hard or it seems impossible, it is 100% possible for you. And my entire job, like the work that I do now as a coach, is to help you make it happen and to help you move through the things that are hard, overcome the things that are hard, And really connect with that knowing within yourself that you have everything that you need inside of you to succeed. And I am very pumped about today's topic because we are talking about assertiveness and assertive communication, which is both one of the most foundational things for professional success. And it's a super foundational communication skill if you want to advance into leadership roles. And also, it is simultaneously one of the most difficult things and one of the things that I see women struggling with the most. So it's both very, very important 
and very, very difficult, which is why it's so critical that I help you with it and that we talk about it here on the show so that you can build up your assertiveness muscle and really bring forth all of your ideas, all of your perspectives, the full range of your leadership into your nine to five job so you can get recognized for your brilliance and so you can have the full impact that you are capable of having in your role. Here's how we think about assertive communication and why it's so important. This is a very simplified way of thinking about it, but I think this is going to be helpful for you. When you're in a meeting room and something is being talked about or something's being worked on and you're in that room with your boss, one of the things that your boss is noticing and looking at is your participation. How assertive are you being? How much are you helping to move the ball forward? How much are you leading? How much are you adding your perspective into the mix, right? How much of an impact are you having in the conversation? And the way that I think about it is so often when people are in a meeting room with their boss, they become less assertive because their thought process is, my boss knows more than me. My boss has more years of experience than me. They're smarter than me. They're better than me. What's the point of me being assertive in this room if there's someone in this room who can do it better than I can? And the way that I think about assertiveness is the only way that your boss can understand what you are capable of doing when they are not in the room is by observing what you are capable of doing when they are in the room. In other words, when your boss is thinking about, are you ready for a promotion? Should your boss push you upwards in the organization? One of the things that your boss will ask themselves is what kind of impact is she capable of having? And the only way that your boss can see that is by you using your voice and being assertive in the rooms where your boss is present. This is how you show your boss that even if they're not in the room, you're going to be there to get it done. You're going to make sure that it does get done. This is why being assertive, having a perspective, being able to push back, being able to disagree, knowing how to move things forward no matter what comes up. This is why it is so important to know how to do that, to get more comfortable doing that, to not be afraid to do that when your boss is in the room. Not only will you have a bigger impact, but also it will speed up your path to promotion by demonstrating your leadership capabilities. So if you ever notice yourself becoming less assertive when your boss is in the room, just remember that anytime you're in the room with them, you're teaching them what your capabilities are. So you want to show them how you would act when they're not in the room so that they can see how self-sufficient you are, they can see how proactive you are, they can see what a strong leader you are, and they can feel confident that they don't have to be in the room to carry the weight of your team forward, that you've got it and you're ready to lead. Now, if you struggle with assertiveness, I just want you to know that this is normal. I struggled with it so much in my corporate career, so, so much. And today I'm talking about some of the things that I struggled with in my corporate career and that I was able to overcome. And these are also the struggles and obstacles that I see most often with my clients and with the women that I support both through my private one-on-one coaching, as well as my group coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. 
in both of those settings, I support my clients in developing an assertive communication style that feels authentic, but that's also really impactful and really powerful. And of course, when I'm working with my clients on something, one of the first things that we have to do is we have to clear the obstacles that are getting in the way of the assertiveness. So you can't just skip to trying to be more assertive without first clearing the obstacles that are in the way. It's kind of like trying to cook before you've cleaned your kitchen and cleared off the counters and cleared space to cook. I don't know about you, but I'm not that good at keeping my kitchen counters tidy. I leave things out. I don't put things back. And whenever I'm going to be cooking like a big meal or having a dinner party, I first clear all the counters. I clear everything out of the way because I know that I'm going to need to get to work and I'm going to need space to do all of the things that I need to do. Assertiveness is the same. If we don't take time to clear the obstacles that are getting in the way, it's going to be really hard to just jump to all of a sudden being really, really good at it. It's like trying to cook in a kitchen where there's no counter space or surface area available. And I see a lot of women get stuck because of this. And you might get stuck because of this. You know you're supposed to be more assertive. You're very clear on that, but you're having troubles actually doing it. And it might be because you're jumping into action and you're jumping into trying to act and communicate assertively without clearing the obstacles. This podcast, and this is actually going to be part of a multi-part podcast series because I have so much to say on this topic, but this podcast series is all about helping you clear the obstacles. So what I'm going to do is first, I'm going to name the obstacles. And then in each of these different episodes, I'm going to deep dive into one specific obstacle. I'm going to talk about how it shows up what it looks like. I'm going to normalize it so that you know that it's normal if you experience this obstacle. It's not about judging or shaming ourselves. It's normal to struggle. It's normal for things to feel hard. So I'm going to normalize it for you so that you're not judging yourself or so that you're judging yourself less. And then I'm going to talk you through how to move through this obstacle. And you're going to notice a trend, which is a very common trend on this podcast and in my coaching work, which is that a big part of moving through the obstacles that get in the way of an assertive communication style is strengthening your mindset. Typically, the challenges that are most difficult and that are most standing in the way of an assertive communication style are psychological challenges. There are definitely other kinds of challenges that can get in the way, but what I find is the biggest barrier and the biggest blocker for the women who I support and who tend to be attracted to my work and who listen to the podcast, the biggest barriers for those women are almost always psychological barriers, fears, concerns, anxieties. And the good thing about fears and concerns and anxieties is we can learn to navigate through them, become super flexible, become like super badass in the face of them so that we're able to have a really powerful, really unstoppable impact and so that you can use your voice to get noticed and establish that reputation as an assertive leader who is ready to take on more. Okay, so I'm going to walk through the four different obstacles. I'm going to list them all out in this part one episode. And in today's episode, I will deep dive into the first two, the two that I'm lumping together. And then in parts two and three, I will deep dive into the second and third obstacle, or I guess 
third and fourth obstacle if I technically have four total. So here are the four biggest obstacles and specifically the four biggest fears that get in the way of assertive communication. Fear number one is the fear of being inauthentic. Fear number two is the fear of being too aggressive. Fear number three is the fear of being judged. And fear number four is the fear of being wrong. So there's the fear of being inauthentic, the fear of being too aggressive, the fear of being judged, and the fear of being wrong. Those are all pretty significant psychological barriers that make it hard to be assertive. And I want you to take this knowledge and use it to normalize why assertive communication might be hard for you. Because if you're anything like the women that I work with, what you might be doing is you might be beating yourself up and criticizing yourself because assertiveness feels really hard. You might be thinking, my boss has told me that I need to use my voice more. I have clear direction on what I'm supposed to do. I know exactly what the feedback is. I know what people want to see from me and what people need to see from me in my workplace in order to see me as more of a leader, and yet I'm still having troubles doing it. What is wrong with me? And my hope is that through this episode series, you can let go of the what is wrong with me nothing is wrong with you, to put your voice out there, to take up space, to put a perspective forward, to disagree with people. Sometimes you have to disagree with people who have more experience and tenure than you. Those are all really hard, really difficult things. Those are things that are very likely and very naturally going to bring up fears and worries. No one likes to risk being judged. No one likes to put themselves out there not knowing what people are going to think. So it's actually quite normal to struggle, and whatever struggle you're experiencing is one that you can overcome through strengthening your mindset, strengthening your internal psychological landscape, strengthening your ability to stretch yourself and to show up bold and show up strong even in these really difficult situations. So if you're struggling and if you know what you should be doing and you can't seem to do it, you can't seem to get the words out, you can't seem to push yourself to speak up more and be more assertive during the moments where you have something to say, one, nothing is wrong with you. And two, if you're open-minded, if you're willing to stick with it, if you're really willing to make it a priority, you can make progress and move the needle. I know I certainly did in my corporate career, and I went from literally like it feeling so uncomfortable and feeling like the cringiest thing ever and just kind of making my whole body feel like it wanted to scream and run and hide to assertive communication just becoming a very natural, organic part of my communication style that felt authentic to me. It just felt like me showing up as a strong leader who was there to get things done. And this transition is possible for you. And as you tackle these obstacles, that transition is going to become more and more of your reality. Okay. So today I'm tackling the first two obstacles or the first two fears on the list, which is the fear of being inauthentic and the fear of being too aggressive. So these are probably the most common challenges that come up first when someone is very seriously working on cultivating a more assertive communication style. When someone is at a phase where their thought process is, okay, I've gotten the feedback. 
I know this is critical for my progression in my career, and I'm ready to do it, and I'm ready to act on it, and I'm ready to develop this communication style and this capability. Usually when people get to that point where they feel ready, they automatically experience a wave of fear and they start thinking, oh my gosh, what is it going to require of me to do this? What am I going to have to sacrifice to do this? Am I going to have to speak like someone I'm not? Are people going to suddenly see me behaving differently, see my personality changing? Am I going to have to be rude? Am I going to have to be domineering? Am I going to have to communicate in a way that doesn't feel good to me? And so many women wrestle with this question. And I wrestled with this question so much because I identify as someone who is highly empathetic, highly collaborative. Whenever I am in spaces with other humans, I am very attuned to how people are feeling. It is very difficult for me to be quote-unquote aggressive. I'm someone who felt very resistant to a domineering, aggressive communication style, and I too felt really, really scared that in order for me to be more assertive, that I would have to speak like someone I'm not, be inauthentic, and adopt an aggressive way of communicating that didn't feel like me. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I first got the feedback in my corporate career that I needed to be more assertive, I didn't have the knowledge that I'm sharing with you today. I didn't know that there's a way to do it authentically. There's a way to do it collaboratively. There's a way to do it respectfully. I didn't know that at the time. I just thought, okay, I need to speak like I see the men around me speaking. Like I need to adopt the predominant communication style that I am seeing in my work environment. And when I first got this feedback, I was in this very male-dominated, very high-performing, high-pressure work environment where the predominant assertive communication style was a bit more aggressive, was a bit more domineering. And so I went on a very cringy path of mimicking what I was seeing around me, and it felt horrible. It felt awful. I feel like there were even times when I would disagree when I didn't even really disagree. Like I would express disagreement because I would see people disagreeing and debating. And I felt like I had to do that too. And I was really forcing myself to be pushy, forcing myself to have a certain aggressiveness and a certain quality to how I collaborated in conversations that felt literally nothing like my personality. I am someone who has a bright, joyful, playful personality. I'm a kind person. I'm definitely fierce and I'm determined and like nothing will get in the way of me and my goals, but I am not someone who shows up aggressive and domineering. It just doesn't feel good to me. And if I ever do show up that way, I feel like I'm out of alignment. And I will kind of look at that and be like, oh, I don't like how I showed up there. Like, what was going on? Why was I doing that? So it really doesn't feel natural to me. And what I realized over time, and I think that hopefully this is something that you will realize too. This is something that I talk about quite a lot in my group coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. I talk a lot about this one idea that changed everything for me when it comes to assertive communication. And that one idea is that assertiveness 
is not the goal. And if you're focusing on, I need to be more assertive, I need to communicate more assertively, I better disagree, I better voice this in an aggressive way, I better be more domineering. If that's where your focus is, your focus is on the wrong place. Assertiveness is not the goal. Assertiveness is a side effect of what the actual goal is. The actual goal is maximum commitment to helping get results, helping drive results. So I was getting it backwards in my head. I was told, Jess, you need to be more assertive. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to look for opportunities and I'm going to disagree and I'm going to assert myself. The problem is that's not a helpful place for my focus to be. It's not helpful to be focused on, oh, I need to be more assertive. What's much more helpful and something, like I said, that I emphasize in my group coaching program is that I'm committed to getting results. I'm committed to making an impact. My number one priority in this room is to help us move the ball forward. When my number one priority is to help us move the ball forward, I will naturally assert myself more. I really want you to think of two opposing situations in your life. One, where you don't have strong opinions at all and you just don't care. And another situation in your life where you have really, really strong opinions and it's really, really important to you. So let's do a couple examples together so that we can walk through this together. Okay. So Let's say it is not super important to you to choose your next vacation destination. All you care about is you have some time off from work, you get to go on a trip, you get to go on a vacation, but it's not super important to you where you actually go. Okay, so if you're having a conversation with a group of friends and they're all planning a trip and you don't really care about the destination and your friends are arguing, and they're like, we should go to Mexico, we should go to Hawaii, we should go to Europe. You're unlikely to be super assertive if you don't actually care, if it's not that important to you. And it would probably be weird if you were like, I'm going to have a really strong opinion, and I'm going to pretend to have a strong opinion because I want to be seen as assertive, right? It would feel strange because you don't actually care. But let's say, let's take that same example, and instead of you not caring, let's say that you have been passionate about wanting to take a trip to Iceland for your entire life, and you have been trying to get off enough time from work to make that trip happen for so long, and you finally got the time off, and this trip is being planned, and you really, really, really want to go to Iceland, and all of your friends are talking about locations, you are much more likely to insert your perspective into the conversation because you care more. When you don't give two Fs about where you would vacation to, you will be less assertive because you don't care. But when you really deeply care, you will be more assertive. Sometimes when I'm working with my clients with this one-on-one, I ask them to think of a situation where nothing would come between them and speaking up. And a really common situation is if, let's say, you take your kid to the doctor and the doctor says your kid isn't healthy, right? Something's not right with their health. 
And let's say the doctor's being vague and not giving you clear instructions and not really explaining it clearly to you, you're probably going to get very assertive in that conversation. And you're probably going to say to that doctor, listen, I need to understand more about this. I need you to explain this to me. I have questions about this. I want to understand this better. So that's a really great example of assertiveness flowing naturally from determination. And when we're highly determined, we act more assertive. And so often when you're worried about being aggressive or inauthentic, you're approaching it backwards. Instead of saying, how can I be so committed in this room to helping get results? Instead of starting with your commitment and your determination and letting the assertiveness flow from there, you're going backwards and you're just starting with assertiveness. But that doesn't really work because assertiveness isn't something you can just manufacture. And that's why you get stuck. And that's why it feels weird. And that's why it feels inauthentic. It will feel authentic when you are taking yourself 100% seriously as a leader. When you see your presence in that room as being as critical as any other leader in that room, when you see yourself as a key problem solver who is committed and able to helping with whatever topic is being discussed, you will naturally be more assertive in a way that feels authentic to you. Just like if you're at the doctor's office, you see yourself as a key advocate for your child. You are taking that role 100% seriously. Nothing is going to stand between you and using your voice, speaking up, and being assertive. Likewise, when you treat yourself with that reverence, that level of respect, that level of responsibility, that level of belief in yourself, you don't then have to shapeshift and be like, how do I pretend to have an opinion? How do I pretend to be assertive? How do I act more domineering? You don't have to fake all of that. You will do it naturally. It will flow as a result of your determination. So it starts with your identity and it starts with seeing yourself as a leader and being committed to being a valuable presence in the room. And an exercise that I do with my clients in the Art of Speaking Up Academy is they rate their commitment on a scale of one to 10. And what we often discover is that while they're highly committed to doing good work and delivering their work on time and being a really good employee, suddenly when they get in the room with leaders and they get in rooms that are intimidating, their commitment level isn't as high their commitment level goes down. Now, if your commitment level is going down and dropping and you're trying to be strong and assertive, of course it's going to feel odd. Of course it's going to feel incongruent. So if you find it hard to be assertive and it feels like you're being fake and you can't find a way to organically do it, what I would suggest you focus on is how can I take myself more seriously as a leader and how can I deepen my commitment to using my brain my problem solving, and my thinking in a super useful way no matter what room I'm in. When you treat yourself with that level of respect and you see yourself as being that important, then you are naturally going to be thinking more critically about the conversation. You're going to be more focused on helping drive solutions and you're naturally going to be more assertive. Yes, it might feel scary, Yes, it will require you to exit your comfort zone, but it will flow much more naturally 
if you start with your identity as a leader and your commitment to getting results versus if you just try to be more assertive without looking at your commitment level and how seriously you're taking yourself and your contributions. And you deserve to take yourself seriously. You should offer yourself the same seriousness and the same level of authority that you want other people to offer to you. So in other words, if you want other people to take you seriously as a leader, to see you as someone who's promotable, to see you as someone who is just as capable of having an impact and leading, if you want people to see you that way, you want to start by seeing yourself that way. You want to go first and you want to treat yourself with that seriousness and show up in meetings with that level of seriousness. And I say this not to judge you. This is judgment-free. I want to share this because I think it'll be helpful. When I work with my clients on this and we dig deeper, we usually find that they're not taking themselves that seriously. We usually find that they're thinking things like, I'm feeling tired in this meeting. I'll let my boss take the lead. Or I didn't have enough time to prep for this meeting, so I don't want to embarrass myself. Their commitment level isn't as high as it can be. And this is good news because it means you don't have to be fake. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to speak like someone you're not. All you have to do is treat yourself with the seriousness that you want other people to treat you with. And that's a decision that you can make. And one thing that I suggest you do is before you go into your next conversation, just pause and check in with yourself and ask yourself, Am I treating this situation with a lot of seriousness? Am I treating myself and my perspective with a lot of seriousness? Do I feel strongly committed to helping get a result? And do I feel rooted in my identity as a leader and my belief that I can use my thinking and problem solving to help push this forward? Because the better you get at shifting into that determined high level of confidence and high level of commitment to show up as a leader, take yourself seriously and help everyone get results, the more that you're able to snap into that, the more assertive you're going to be. And it's going to feel good because it's not going to feel like, oh, I'm pushing myself to say things. I'm pushing myself to be aggressive. It's going to feel like, oh, shoot, I'm here to get things done and I'm smart and I have ideas and I have ways of helping. And it feels really damn good for me to take all of that and use that to be productive and have an impact. So the way that you know that you're seeing yourself as a leader and you're in that leader identity is that being assertive feels good because it feels like you're pushing for something that you think is important and it feels like you're helping and it feels like you're having an impact. It gives you that good, productive feeling of I am here to make something happen and I'm using my voice right now to do that. If you struggle to be assertive because it feels like you have to be inauthentic and like you have to speak like someone you're not or you have to be super aggressive, I want you to shift your focus away from assertiveness. And instead, I want you to focus as taking yourself very seriously as a determined leader and determined problem solver. Decide what thoughts do I want other people to think about me? So here's some example thoughts you might want other people to think about you. She's very determined. She always helps. She's focused. She's here to move things forward. Her priority is to be present and to have an impact. If you want people to think those thoughts about you, then you want to go into meetings thinking those thoughts about yourself, thinking I'm here to make an impact. I'm focused. I'm determined. I'm a really good problem solver. Those thoughts 
will lead you to be assertive in a way that's congruent with your personality. We all have our own natural way of being assertive. And everyone's way is different, which is what's so cool about this. So your natural assertiveness, you're going to discover what that is by getting in this leadership mindset. And you're going to see, oh, this is how I talk when I really care and when I'm really feeling confident and when I'm really here to make an impact. So this is just part one of this series. In part two, we're going to talk about the fear of being judged. And in part three, we're going to talk about the fear of being wrong because those are two other additional fears and obstacles that can make assertiveness feel really, really scary. And if you are experiencing mindset shifts and you're seeing things differently and you're realizing that in order for you to have that assertive voice, you need to believe in yourself way more and you need to snap into that identity as a leader, I would love to help you with that. That is a big thing that we work on inside my group coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, is building the confidence and the leadership identity that you need to go into those rooms feeling focused, determined, and unstoppable so that assertiveness is just a natural byproduct of you being present in the room. It's not something that you have to fake. It's not something that you have to pretend. It is just a part of your identity and it feels good, it feels authentic, and most importantly, it propels your career upwards. If that is a transformation you are ready for, get yourself on the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you are first to find out when the next cohort is enrolling. Those on the waitlist get free tips and behind the scenes information on the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And those on the waitlist always get the first opportunity to snag a spot in the next cohort. To add yourself to the waitlist, head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy or click the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to catch you in part two and part three. I will see you there. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.